I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to a very special episode of Australian Jams. It's the 50th official episode, so that's not including bonuses or anything. Um, so I thought I'd do something special, and I've said the word special multiple times already, um, but I thought I'd do something cool and put together a whole bunch of kind of memorable moments of the podcast, if that makes sense. So um, I've got 20 little clips right back from... The earliest, I think, is episode seven, all the way through to our most recent episode last uh, last week, week before. Um, so, to kick it off, I wanted to do a kind of recent one. This one is from my chat with Gina Rose Bruce in episode 43. We were chatting about Hannah Blackburn's song, Did You Always Know? And she also had a pretty funny little story to tell. So, I thought this would be a good way to kick it all off. So, here we go. Now, so... My next song is by a very, very sweet person who we both adore. Uh, I assume you do after the discussions we've had. We've never actually established that. Um, New song, but also funny story. So this is Hannah Blackburn and Did You Always Know? It's her second official release. Um, Before we get into the song itself, do you want to share your story? (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) Hannah told us we could say this too. We love Hannah. Um, (laughs) My mum, one night had a bit of a case where she she had mistaken me for Hannah. And I, I'm pretty sure her exact words were to Hannah. It was like, you know, like, hey, darling, oh, your hair's looking really good. <laughs> Have you cut it? You know, you look really nice tonight. And then Hannah, Hannah just looked at her blankly and was just like, thanks. Like, wow, this lady is really lovely. And then it was just this bizarre moment where <laughs> I think my mum realised and she was mortified being my mum. <laughs> but it was the funniest thing ever because um, Hannah was actually supporting me on stage that night. And, like, it was just so confusing. And then, so anyway, we, it was hilarious. And then the next time, really recently, 
um, Hannah, so lovely, stepped in for my manager who was on doing the door for my show. Yep. And she's like, oh, do you want me to just take over for like five minutes while you get a drink? Um, she sat down and she served only one person that whole night and it was my mum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my mum came to the door. And Hannah, you know, being Hannah was like, hey, it's me. Do you remember me? <laughs> and my mum was like, yes. <laughs> and like did not find it amusing. And Hannah was like, we won't talk about that again, will we? <laughs> It was just, yeah, it was pretty funny. It was, yeah. Because, um, full disclosure, I found out about this story earlier today uh, because Hannah works at the cafe I go to from work. And as soon as I mentioned that I was meeting with you tonight to record this, uh, she said, oh, ask her about how her mum thought that I was her. <laughs> and she was really excited at the prospect of this story being told. So, so I'm glad we were able to share it. It's the best. Love you, mum. <laughs> but uh, she's also a stunning musician. Yes, um, exactly. She's she's the, an absolute heartbreaker with her lyrics and uh. the way she uh, projects it. It's like it's breaking you in two while you just listen to her and you just want to give her a hug every time you listen to the songs. But then when she's on stage, she's so funny yeah. as well. So you're like, I just love you all round. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, that turn that she gets in her voice mm. kills me. Like, it's the best I've heard in a really long time. Yeah. The way she's – her control of her voice is incredible. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the the way she sings is very much the way she speaks as well. She sounds – there are a lot of um, a lot of singers who you can't pick their speaking voice f- mm. from their singing voice, but with her, you can tell straight away. It sounds exactly. It's. I just think it's probably like the rawest release I've heard recently. Yeah. It's like very just hard on your sleeve. This is who I am, kind of thing, yeah. and not in an outspoken, powerful, like big way, but in a just like real way. Yeah, just like I'm just being me. And yeah. This is how I feel, and. <sighs> Yeah. Just every time you listen to it, you just can picture her just sitting there sobbing while writing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hannah, we love you. <laughs> she, yeah, her lyrics are just really beautiful. Um, does everyone want to cry now? Because we'll play the song now. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Enjoy it. And then we'll come back and talk about another kind of slightly sad song. Uh, this one's Did You Always Know? It's by Hannah Blackburn slash Gina Rose Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> it's mine. It's yours it now. <laughs> I want to be in your Brumby Subaru on a summer's afternoon, admiring the view you introduce. Ignore the spiders in your room Or eat breakfast on the roof Be your little spoon Just Things started breaking one by one Just when I thought we'd begun Did you always know you'd leave? 
That was Hannah Blackburn with Did You Always Know, who I chatted to Gina Rose Bruce about. Um, The next one that I wanted to include is from my old mentor and just generally good person, even though he's a Hawthorne supporter, Zach Abrams. This was way back in episode 12, so you'll hear a significant change in uh, audio quality, so I apologize for that. It's very obvious now how bad the audio quality was early on, so thanks for bearing with that. We chatted about Camp Copes, uh, how to socialise and make friends, and this was just after all the Falls Festival stuff where they were really outspoken, so we had a brief chat about that as well, So, and Zach's really interesting to listen to, so um, enjoy this one. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember remember what I sent you. Um, Uh, How about you start with the Camp Copes song? Yeah, okay, cool. So this is Camp Copes' um, most recent release, I think it only came out... um, a couple of weeks ago, in, in, in mid to, to late Jan, and it's this second reveal from their new record, yep. which um, will be coming out this year. Uh, they they led with uh, the opener in December, which amazing song, re- just a really incredible song on so many different levels. Not only like you know, um, I think the song itself is incredible and probably yep. my favorite Camp Cope song to date. But then I think that the message uh, behind the song really kick-started, or not kick-started because the conversation's already been going for a while, but it um, really kind of brought to, I think, the mainstream a lot of the frustrations and conversations around, uh, you know, representation of genders on music festivals and and, um, a call for greater diversity among the people in charge of booking festivals and coordinating talent. And it kind of spun into this whole... um, uh, this whole thing that occurred throughout the Falls festivals over yeah. over New Year's, where you know um, Camp Cope were extremely vocal in the wake of this song, the opener, um, 
about uh, you know the, the females uh, females being really underrepresented on Falls Festival and also not being given good set times or stages and um, the I, I was lucky enough to go on that that Falls Festival uh, tour in Lorne and Byron and the atmosphere backstage was like you know the I guess the tension and the politicization yeah. of, of everything was palpable yeah. it felt like a really powerful moment and Camp Cope smashed all of their performances on this festival in spite of this enormous media circus that was going on on you know on hack and on triple j and on on twitter and these conversations on their own social media about um you know uh females in the in the music industry and and the, their frustrations around a lot of the um the uh the i guess things afforded male artists and bands that uh females aren't don't receive an equal measure yeah. um when so when this second song came out i was super excited um and i reckon it's just another ripping song i think um i'm really excited for the camp cope record and yeah. i have a feeling as though it's going to be like one of the defining australian albums of 2018 yeah. already based on on what we've heard yeah i i think the thing i really like about camp cope and that they were doing uh, prior to all the false festival stuff yeah. happening, but it kind of showed it more is that they know that they're flawed and they know that they're not perfect, but they're trying to do everything they can mm. to fix the problems they see they can there's, yeah, do. Yeah, there's a, like, you know, in this in this song as well, I think that a lot of people relate to the music of Camp Cope and relate to George's lyrics and they relate to Camp Cope because there's an authenticity yep. to what they do that you don't hear on every record. A lot of what they do is very raw and very honest. Yeah. And like you said, like, Georgia seems... She's becoming kind of this, to me, just like this genuine icon in in the Australian music, in music and uh, culture sort of sphere um, because she does reveal so much about herself and it's kind of this, like, warts and all kind of, like, role model. Yeah. Um, who, like you said, is, you know, if you listen to, read into the lyrics and stuff, and it's interesting, this song in particular, I saw, you know, um, I, I follow them on, all of them on um, social media, and um, there's lyrics in this song that uh, reference um, some, you know, um, kind of a romance, a hints at there being a romance between her and someone, and then later makes reference to this person's wife. And I, I'd read on social media that uh, she'd received backlash from people saying that she, accusing her of having an affair with a married man. Um, and it's it's interesting that she she laughed it off and said that's that's not what the song's about. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that people read into it that way because um, I kind of like listened to the lyrics of this song and I kind of I, I saw it as. Uh, like a linear narrative where she's referencing a relationship with someone who she's no longer with, who is now married. Yeah. And that was, that was the, um, for me, that's, uh, how I related to the song being of an age where a lot of exes and stuff of mine are now married to other people. And it's kind of like, I, I thought she was reflecting on an old flame and saying, I don't need you anymore. And you know, you lie in bed with your wife now. <laughs> um, anyway, really, um, always good like her lyricism is just in incredible and i think she's a she's a really um great storyteller yeah and that that's key like there's the ferocity of the way they play and the message that they're putting out there and that they're unashamed to be the people to take that stand and do all those things but behind it there's genuine talent and they're genuinely 
just really yeah. good at what they do. And I think yeah. that's what backs up a lot of their and, statements. And it's connecting with a lot of people, you know? Yeah. I just, like I said, I think there's a, um, there's a realness about yeah. Camp Cope that makes them... And I and look, I think that we probably feel it um, stronger to a degree because we also come from Melbourne, and and we know that these stories that she's singing about happened down the road, yep. you know, and that makes really it makes them really feel kind of like a bit like hometown here as in this town as well. Yes. Um, but I think that uh, you know it's it's the the degree to which they're succeeding and building a fan base overseas and stuff suggests that these kind of like uh, stories that she's telling kind of can uh translate anywhere yeah for sure um in in the tradition of like a lot of the kind of like storytelling punk writing you know there's a lot of what camp cope do that reminds me of against me and and bands that i grew up listening to who themselves were really honest uh and raw storytellers yeah and that's pretty much what it comes down to like everything aside it's about telling that story yeah
So that was me chatting with Zach Abrams um, on episode 12 of Australian Jams about Camp Cope and their song, How to Socialize and Make Friends. The next one uh, is quite a recent one. It's from episode 48. I spoke to Raya Park and um, we had a really good chat, at, but I wanted to include my conversation with her about her recent single called Bitch. She was really open with me and we had a, kind of a really good conversation about the process of actually writing the song and kind of some mental illness stuff and things like that. So have a listen. The song will come straight after it so you can get a, the real feel for for what she was going through, I guess. And she followed it up really beautifully with a really strong performance at the Grace Darling a few weeks ago. So um, props to Raya for that. So this one's Raya Park talking about her new single, Bitch. We're already up to my last song, which is your song. Yeah. Um, your n- most recent released, most recent <laughs> release called Bitch. Yes. Um, this one as well, like Ashes, you think it's going to be an outward song. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out to be an inward song. <laughs> I actually saw a girlfriend from my high school on Saturday night for the first time in like two years. And she's like... Because I told her that I'd written a song about her like a year ago and she's like, when you promoted that this was called Bitch, I thought it was about me and I was so nervous. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely not about anyone else. But it just forces people to listen myself. as well. Yeah. Um. So tell me about the writing of this song. I know that's very generic, but yeah. it's not something that would have been easy to write. I don't... I feel, like, really nervous now. Like really? About, yeah. Um, I'm nice. Well, I know about? you. Oh, it's not you. <laughs> I'm just, like... I've talked about it, like, like written it, but I haven't, like, yep. spoken out loud about it, probably. Um, oh, should I not look at you? Oh, no, so no, no. Look, no. look deep into my soul. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I think, like, I didn't really have the intention in writing about it, um, but... I was obviously, like, struggling and going through a bit of a hard time. And the other songs that I'd put out, um, I still felt like they were honest and they were still part of, like, what was going on in my life, but it wasn't really depicting, like, what was truly going on behind the scenes. Um, But as I said, I had no intention in writing about it, but I just had, like, a really bad morning um, and I just couldn't, like, muster up the strength to get to work. Um, and I cancelled work and um, was just chatting to my boyfriend and I was really upset and I don't know, it was just it was just came to a pointy end of this had been happening a lot and just feeling like I'd never really like get better. So I just kinda went home and normally when I'm in that kind of headspace, like the last thing I wanna touch is like music. Like I just wanna like watch Netflix or something or like read a book and completely get out of my own headspace. Yeah. But I don't know, it just kind of happened. Like, yeah. I just went home, I was, like, upstairs in my room and I was, like, genuinely, like, crying while I was writing it. Sounds really weird, but, like... It sounds genuine. Yeah, I was just, like, so upset. I'm just, like, hurting a lot. And I just kind of just, I guess, wrote what I was feeling without... I feel like in the past when I've written songs, it's kind of the intention of, like, writing a whole song, but I just kind of... it's It was almost like a journal entry or something, like writing yeah. a diary. Like, someone had said to me, like, a week before, like, you should keep a diary about, like, how you're feeling and stuff. So it was almost like that. It was just kind of like, this is how I'm feeling. And, yeah, then it just, like, turned into a song. <laughs> Did you find it cathartic? Um, 
I didn't at the time. I was more like shocked at that I could finally like admit how bad I was. Yeah. Um, maybe. Um, but to be honest, I think, so I wrote that almost a year ago. I think the most cathartic point has been releasing it. Yeah. And like sharing that side of me, maybe. It's pretty vulnerable to do that. So like all power to you for that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I was, cause it, I don't know, it'd been a long time coming to release it. I was just kind of like really excited to release it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's coming up. Like coming up in two days and I'd kind of like removed myself from the vulnerability of it and was just like yeah this is my song and then like so many messages have come through of other people's like struggles that they wanted to like share their story and that's when I like realized like like how big it was to kind of share so um yeah it's it's been like like a tough few weeks as well like releasing that too so I mean, yeah, putting yourself out there is not yeah. easy. Yeah, I was kind of like, let's do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about the the sound of it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Your voice in it is stunning. The way you use your vibrato is really beautiful. And it's something that I think over songs that you've released, I think you've grown into that even more. Oh, cool. Not that it was poor in the past, but <laughs> it's it's almost like it's more you. Yeah, yeah. Do you, is, is singing something that you've always done? Because, I mean, I'd never heard of you yeah, until yeah, I yeah. stumbled across that song Actuate. on Earth a yeah, years, yeah, yeah. year ago. So is that something you've always been doing or is it something you more recently came to? I'd love to know more about yeah. you. Um, yeah, I've been singing since I was, like, five. Yeah. <laughs> Did all the, like, singing competitions and, like, was in musical theatre and... Yeah, it's always, like, kind of been part of my life. I would agree with you. I feel like I was back in those first couple of tracks and even now, like, I still feel like I'm still reserved in my recordings. Like, I want to be able to kind of, like, let go more, but I think that comes under, like, just me as a person at the moment still. Just still, like, not being able to, like, let go and just kind of, like, breathe and be like, it is what it is and... You know, I don't care if no one likes my voice or no one likes my music or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. I still feel like there's part of me that's holding back. Do you um, feel different live? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I know they're, like, there's still room to grow in the recordings and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> Everyone go and see Ride Park Live, please, including myself. Um, Give you a free ticket. <laughs> Pop you on the door. Just so I can talk about the swans. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, let's hear it and then we can hear about what dates you've got coming up that we can come and actually see you. So this is called Bitch. It's by Raya Park, who's here with me. We'll be back in a moment.
but I'm a little bitch, I'm a little bitch, I'm a little bitch. Yeah, you treat me like a Park from episode 48 talking about her newest single called Bitch. The next one I want to talk about um, includes one of my favorite songs from last year, absolute favorite songs. I spoke to Mix Everett who does mixtape and Australian Music Diaries and a few other things um, on episode 24 of the podcast. We spoke about Odette's song called Fractured Glass. I'm a huge fan of this song, and I'm a huge fan of talking to Mix about music. He listens to music and I think talks about music in a really different way to what I do. So I think we kind of have a really good rapport when it comes to that sort of stuff. So um, this is us talking about Odette's song Fractured Glass. Okay, I actually very stupidly um, chose three artists that I've actually featured before, but it just shows how much I love them. Um, the first one being Odette. I've chosen Fractured Glass off her new record. Um, I think we as Australian music fans, we're in a really rich time of local lyricists. And I don't think we as a collective have made as big a deal of that as we should have, because I think it's actually incredible what local artists are producing in terms of songwriting and lyricism. And we're mm. not pointing that out because we're looking at just big picture. We're not able to focus on that. And I think Odette is a really good example of this. She's been developing this album for a really long time. Um, and every single song that she's put out has been flipping awesome and different. And it's got that kind of soulish kind of style because her voice is, is like that. It's got that real soulful kind of vibe. Totally. I chose Fractured Glass um, because I think it's my favourite, I think, because... I might listen to the record next week and change. But I think it's my favourite song off the record. It just hits you kind of right in the chest. And I really like the lo-fi vibe of the vocal in that hook bit into the into yeah. the end of the chorus. Yeah. Um, and, her yeah, her production has always been amazing. It's varied enough that it's not boring across the whole record, but um, it, it's definitely thematic. Uh, and, yeah, I just think the record is something else. So I just everything about Odette I love. I'm so excited to see. I think I've mentioned it every episode for the past two months that I'm going to see her in August, and I'm very, very excited about it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just think she's phenomenal, and I think we are super lucky as music fans to have someone like that just coming out of Sydney. It's incredible. Anyway, that's my rant. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I had seen her name kick around for a little bit and never really had invested much time looking 
and all more to the point listening to her work. Man, I'm so glad I did. Yeah. At least that song. So I really only properly listened to that song. But that chorus, yep. just like, I, I kind of jumped a bit when it, when it came through in my headphones because it's just such a massive, impactful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, it pushed so high with the vibe. Oh, my God, I'm reading my notes and these <laughs> sound a lot worse read out. Sorry, Australian Jams listeners. I love this. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to, oh, I've been a big fan of a podcast called Switched on Pop. Yep. Who unpack, like, the writing of pop songs and talk about chord progressions and all that music nerdy stuff, which back in the day when I used to study music, I kind of remember yep. that sort of stuff. Uh, but so the chord progression in the intro for Fractured Glass kind of moves up instead of going down and reaches up to what Muso's called the tonic, yep. which is like the dominant, the main key. And it's really, that's sort of uncommon yep. to have. Um, it gives a continuous feeling of reaching upwards and sort of reaching for a conclusion, which I think is a really messed up sort of way of starting a song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then the final chord doesn't end on that main dominant <laughs> chord. So it's like, no, nah, mate, just fuck, <laughs> fuck all of what I've done. I'm just been messing with you the whole time. And I just think it's, it's, it, it's incredible songwriting to me. Um, and, yeah, completely messed with my understanding of what that genre can do, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'm in my head. If anyone's seen The Office, uh, all I can think of is Andy getting to the lift and not resolving his note. Um, hopefully, some people get that because otherwise, that makes me look like a fool. Um, let's just I go. I get it. Sorry. Um. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, let's go straight into a little bit of Fractured Glass. I'll try to get that uh, lo-fi um, vocal vibe in there for you, so you get what I mean. So this is by Odette. It's like my head splits And after conflict I'm so fragmented Oh, who lie on that The cover of dark stars Hide within the shadows of parked cars Anywhere that isn't here My reflection, my face ain't my face And my best friend said I'm all over the place Too much 
That one was my chat with Mix Everett about Odette's song Fractured Glass from episode 24 of the pod. I thought I'd follow this one up with my chat to Odette herself. Um, On a bonus episode, we had a really, really good conversation. This one, the audio quality is kind of middling between the worst and the best, I think. Um, But we spoke about her Take It to the Heart video and and the idea of harmonising on someone's song. So here's my brief chat with Odette about her song Take It to the Heart. And you also did the kind of live-ish version of Take It to the Heart. I did. That video is great to watch I'll, I'll be perfectly honest watched a lot um what made you want to do a video like that as compared to an official video I suppose it's a bit more kind of staying true to how I wrote it because that was the piano that I wrote it on mm-hmm. and um it's a really like yeah it's a really dodgy piano we like <laughs> we had to like really like make it sound good because it was so out of tune but yeah I think it's kind of just nice to get more of a setting of not just all the production and not all the kind of like shebang and whizzes. I can't speak, you know, but, <laughs> but to just kind of have it very stripped back and kind of true to how it originally was written. Yeah. Well, it also is a chance to highlight the vocal harmonies that are in it as well. Right. Yeah. Which I fun. love some vocal harmonies. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah. Honestly, I love harmonies. <laughs> Life. <laughs> Do you find that getting other people singing harmonies with you is a little bit closer to the song than maybe an instrumental on it totally absolutely um yeah I've got 
Well, I mean, like, when I did the Like Aversion, mm-hmm. I had, um, I worked with my old singing teacher, actually, her name's V, and um, <laughs> I'd been working with her since I was about 16, and she honestly just taught me so many things, because I was, like, I was always worried that if you went to a singing teacher, they were going to change your tone, yeah. and they were going to, like, blah, 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 no, she didn't do any of that, she was just like, all right, here's how to take care of your voice, <laughs> and um, here's how to actually sing without hurting yourself, and I was like, cool. But she um, did backing vocals along with a couple of my other friends. Um, yeah. And it was stunning. Like, when we had the rehearsal, which was just us, it was just beautiful to be singing with all these, like, swirling harmonies coming in and out. And it's just, oh, it's such a good feeling. I love I love singing with other people. Oh, it's, yeah. I've, some friends of mine actually did a – do you know who Alexander Biggs is? Yeah. Yeah, so his song, Close Enough, they just put a video up on Facebook that was them drunk singing it just the four of them in like a little choir setting That's and so it was cool. the most beautiful thing ever i'm like can you please record this i don't think we appreciate vocal harmonies enough right now no one does it as much anymore mm. anyway that's my rant for today
That was my conversation with Odette on a bonus episode back last year um, about her Take It To The Heart video, and then the song obviously followed. Um, This next one is from episode 42. I wanted to include this. uh, I had a really good time talking to Zoe Adore. I'd never met her before, but obviously I knew her manager. Um, So meeting her was one really awesome thing, but then she came in with this song by Xavier Dunn called You Lately, and I'd not really listened to a lot of Xavier Dunn prior to this, and this got me obsessed with him. So I thought it would be a good one to include. The song is also just great. It's really catchy, so... Hopefully that's a um, that's a good time for you all. Uh, so this is my conversation with Zoe Adore from episode 42. You have one last song to talk about. Oh, yes. Uh, I want to talk about Xavier Dunn, uh, the song You Lately. Heck yeah. Uh, so when this song came out, that was the first time I heard of Xavier Dunn. Um, and then I also found out he was part of that band, OK Moon, a new band. And yep. that's with, um, who Lanks. was it? Lanks. Yeah, Will Cummings. Who else was it? Hayden Kalman. Tim Shield, yeah, cool man. Anyways, let's go back to Xavier Dunn. Uh, this song is really, really cool. It feels very organic. Like I, I, I hope I got this right. It's like wooden, like a wooden xylophone. He's yeah, it's like a wood block almost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's I, the way that he structured it. It's like with the verses, like it's it's very like. Uh, a lot of space to breathe through the verses and then uh, he kind of just adds instruments as it goes. And it all sounds like, yeah, just very organic. Like he really, it sounds like all real instruments that he's recorded. Um, and then in the chorus, it's just like this big power, like, you know, okay, you know what this song makes me makes me think of? It's one of those songs where you're at a party, you've had a few drinks, you're with your friends, and you're all just, like, got your hands around each other and you're swaying side to side and you're just, like, chanting the words to the song. I feel like it's one of those songs, like, you do that too. I, I just feel like it is, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, good vibes, this song. I really do like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, I really want to know, but I feel like... The backing vocals, I think they're Elliot's in that one. It sounds like Elliot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah it sounds really, really cool. Um, yeah, I just love the way this song has like a thousand different layers. Vocal to layers, it. yes. And they just are put together so expertly. Kind of like the Fields track where the arrangement is just so perfect. Yeah. And it just makes the song kind of lift. Yeah. And we all know that I'm a huge fan of vocal harmonies. So yeah. that is beautiful. It's huge. And it, it just kind of, it kind of builds throughout the song and then completely drops away and then comes back. And it's just, yeah, I love the arrangement of this song. It's fucking brilliant um it's just a really light and fun song though as well as it you is said. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that's just what it makes me like reminds me of like when you're out your mates you're like oh this this song's playing like let's all like sing it together like, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how else to explain it <laughs> no it's a good visual i'm just enjoying you having done that twice now put your arms up <laughs> oh yeah that's how i explain i have to move my arms all about <laughs> It's great. I wish, I wish I had a video of that to show everyone. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's hear You Lately by Xavier Dunn and we'll, we're going to come back to talk about some Zoe Adore stuff. Ooh. I've been thinking about you lately I just want you for the longest time And if I can't call you my lady I should buy a pill to ease my mind I've been thinking about you lately See 
seems the world's been getting smaller still What's the point if you're just lazy Or insecure about your lack of life But I've been thinking about you You, you We go out every night Night, night We get high, we get out of sight We get drunk, we fight, we're alright But I've been thinking about me lately How I used to want the body girls But overnight I think you changed me I swear I don't say this to every girl Now I've been thinking about me lately How I love myself in every way Do you see how about you That was my chat with Zoe Adore on episode 42 of Australian Jams about Xavier Dunn's song, You Lately. Um, the next one is from the most recent episode with Wolf J, episode 49. I just I still am so obsessed with this Montaigne album that I had to include something from it. So this is my chat with Wolf J about the dying song by Montaigne. My final song for today, it's from a new album called Complex by Montaigne, I've chosen The Dying Song. It's my favourite off the album, which is a big call because it's an amazing album. Like, amazing album. Montaigne is a genius. I wrote that in big letters on the side of my notes. Yeah, I'll back, I'd co-sign that statement. Oh, she's, a fuck, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, the operatic vocals that we all know Montaigne can bring us are there. But the instrumental I found is hyper-focused on showcasing the vocal in this. It's not just there as well. It's almost like it's crafted specifically to make you listen to the vocal harder. And you can't... I, I don't know what I'm saying, but big fan. Um, the Kind of there's that stunted melody, like almost stuttering throughout the chorus that, again, 
makes you listen really closely. It doesn't let you, like, get distracted from the song. It makes you, like, keep listening to what it's about. Yeah. And it's a pretty, like, morbid... Um, it's called The Dying Song, but... It's very morbid. Yeah, the lyrics are very morbid. And it's almost like it's crafted so that you have to hear the lyrics. Yeah. Because so often you can listen to a song and not really take in any of the lyrics, but this makes you do it. I feel that on For Your Love as well. Yeah. Oh, my you, God, that it's song. Like the song doesn't make sense until you, like, listen to the lyrics. And then yeah. you listen to the lyrics and you're like, wow, this is, like, genius. This is galaxy brain level, like, songwriting. <laughs> And on and ready that the single right before the record came out, I think, or the one before that, um, the soaring vocal into the chorus is just amazing. Like, yep. there's so much about this album that just shows how much Montaigne has in her kit that uh, she yeah. can throw at you. Like, it's totally. unbelievable. Yeah, and it just. Oh, I'm at lo- a loss for words. I've do I did single out one lyric. Um, if I don't make it out of out alive, sing this song while everyone dies. Cool. I think that is yep. descriptive of the song as a whole. Yeah, oh, I love this song so much. Yep. Um, but we'll hear it now because I'm losing my words here. Um, but definitely go and listen to the full full album. It's called Complex. The photo artwork is amazing. Go and listen to it. But this is called The Dying Song by Montaigne. We'll come back. Get me today Took your blessing and then I made my way Hope the first challenge would be easy Hungry decadry Would you please me All the heartless on my blood All of the gods wanna spit me out As cut if I don't Make it out alive At least I'll see my undead wife What if I only got a single life What if I trip a fool upon my night What if the world is meant for doom and this is gonna be my dying song So what the hell is singing loud and long Thanks to all the songs that I have sung But this is my life before I run it on This is gonna be my dying song Thanks to the life that I have lived on I see you soon after evil at one I know there's a prophecy but this ain't easy I feel so measly I'll do my best to destroy the crux And if I die I guess it's your bad luck All the demons are on my soul And it is as if I get a shitty roll If I don't make it out alive Sing this song as everybody dies You only got a single life What if I trip a fall upon my knife What if the world is meant for doom and gloom Is at the end you can sing this tune
gonna be my dying song So what the hell sing aloud and along Thanks to all the songs that I have sung But this is the last before I wrong and wrong That was from our most recent episode, 49, with Wolf J chatting about the dying song by Montaigne. Uh, next up, uh, I want to include my conversation with Handsome. I find Handsome such a fascinating person. She was so kind and open with me when we met for the first time, and since then she's been incredible. Um, she's kicking all sorts of goals. Her newer song, Delete You, is incredible, and some of the new stuff that she's been playing live that obviously will be coming out soon is, is really beautiful. But I thought what she had to say about kind of song ownership and her project, her, her life as handsome as compared to previous projects is really interesting. It's a short chat, um, but we follow it up with one of my favorite handsome songs as well. So here it is. This is handsome from a bonus episode I did uh, recorded at the Native Tongue Writers Room. So cheers to them as well. Anyway, EP. <laughs> You said in the interview with Purple Sneakers that you th- this record is kind of as compared to Caitlin Park stuff, which mm. obviously your previous yep. project and your name, mm-hmm. um, that this is the first time that you've really chosen to say something with your music, mm. uh, uh, not so much a public stand, but social issues, the queer community, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you find that that has made you have a different relationship with this music and these releases compared to the previous stuff? Yeah, totally. I mean, not that I care more about it, or maybe I do, um, but it feels more important to me. Yeah. And um, it really doesn't just feel like mine mm-hmm. as well. Like, the pe- the people that are, um, are responding to it and the people that are um, connecting to it, uh, like, I feel like some of these songs are as much theirs as mine, and I haven't felt like that before. And it's really powerful. Like That's it, so cool. It, it changes the way that you, um, that I look at walking on stage. Like I, I'll only have a beer before I walk on stage. Whereas before I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll have many, um, <laughs> you know, like I feel like I want to be more present with people. Um, and yeah, it's, it's generally more about, um, the way that I, the way that they connect with people. Yeah. Less so about the music itself, I think. <laughs> She went to a late night ball game She was told it rained all day She put down her height and her name She went to escape blame Tell them where you came from What if you change some Call me when it's done Shouldn't you fess up Tell them you made up all you become What if you fell young You got me holding on 
was my conversation with Handsome about song ownership, EP, projects, all sorts of stuff in a, in a quick minute. Um, the next one is with a really good friend of mine and she'll be celebrating a Richmond Premiership right now, which pains me to say. Um, but Georgia Cook from Episode 9, Georgia works at Remote Control Records and she works her butt off and really has really good intentions. Um, so I really appreciate her. But we also spoke about... King Ivy's song Bump. This was really early days for both um, the podcast and King Ivy, I think. So it's pretty good. Again, apologies for the audio quality on this one. But uh, this is my chat with Georgia Cook from episode nine about King Ivy. Anyway, let's get into the songs for today. We're trading tunes as always. Um, Georgia's got some absolute belters for us today. Some that I would have never chosen and one that I actually did choose and then we swapped. (laughs) I'm so glad we swapped. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's your first song? Okay, let's start with the one that we swapped. Okay, Um, awesome. So, King Ivy and Bump. Yes. It is such a tune. It is such a tune. Um, I think it's... Actually, no, I don't think it... It's absolutely my favourite song that she's released so far. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So, so catchy and so immediate as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. I don't think there's anything that I could really fault about it, to be honest. No, and I think it's really, really exciting to see where she's come from mid last year or so to now is phenomenal. Like the progression has been fantastic and she's a powerhouse. Like I just want to be her friend and her to defend me in every situation. (laughs) Yeah. She's such a boss. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And the photo is cool. I would think when Mel was, because Mel manages her, um, the photo's sick. We were talking about it before it came out and just all the glue and stuff. So yeah. that would have been a nightmare 
to shoot. Yeah, it, I can't even imagine shooting that and how long it took. And how oh, long it took to get it off afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the song, I think, just um, embodies all the great things about King Ivy. And, um, yeah, songwriting obviously is important, but the production in this is sick too. Oh, the production's so good. And yeah. I feel like the production's what's, like, a huge step up from the yeah. last few tracks as well. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's have a quick little listen to probably my favourite part of King Ivy. That's what I'll put in. Uh, bump. Here we go.
That was me talking to Georgia Cook on episode nine of the pod about King Ivy's song Bump. Uh, we're halfway almost. Um, the next one is a uh, chat with Eaglemont. Uh, Eaglemont is a musician that I've been a huge fan of for a really long time. So when she came in and actually sat down and had a chat with me, I was over the moon. We had a really good time. And um, on episode 44, she brought in Kira Peru's song, Everything's Better Without You. And it's a catchy song. Kira Peru is amazing. Eaglemont's amazing. So I had to include this one. So here it is. We're already up to your last song, which is A Belter. Indeed. Yeah. I for my last song, it's kind of like a recent find actually. It's a Kira Peru song called Everything's Better Without You. Yep. And I I was lucky enough to go on another um station last night and they interviewed her and played her song and I I heard it and I was like, What the heck? Like this is unreal. Her like ability to write hooks and like, oh, it's just so much sass and ability and just like such production smarts as well Mm -hmm. she's just like perfect perfect package in my mind for an artist I'm just I just I'm the biggest Dan honestly she's she's right now I think she's having this really big pop moment Mm -hmm. that people that are sleeping on it are gonna regret totally because she's she's something yeah and I've even noticed a lot of awards that she's been nominated for and things like that. She never gets nominated in the pop category. Yeah, it's weird, hey. I don't know what the deal is there. I feel like she's one of those artists that you kind of go to a festival and and you recognise her name and then you see her play and you're like, oh my gosh, like what have I been doing? Yeah. 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 Um, she's just a badass. I Actually fan- though. Like- yeah. Like almost like you'd be scared to... Come across her oh, 100%. if you didn't know her, but then if you do know her, I'm sure she's the nicest person ever. That's exactly. I totally, totally get that. And also, like, as a like a female, like, POC queer person in the music industry, I'm just like, you are the best yeah. and you deserve everything and, like, your platform is just, you deserve it. Like, yeah. you're the best. And your music is fabulous And her well. voice. She's got so much control totally, of her voice. Totally, totally, totally. Um, and a lyric that I just picked out, which is emblematic of the title of the song, but I'm sorry, but I've never felt better. Yeah, it's true. Oh, so good. Just like, yeah, you Like, know sorry, what? not sorry kind you of thing. You ruled my life and now <laughs> life's great. Um, it's something everyone can relate to, I yeah. think. And the fact that she can write a song and go yeah. out and sing that. And using pain as source material. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's never been done before, has it? <laughs> <laughs> but also it's just like sometimes when you go through something traumatic or you have like something really shit happen, it's just like ha- like it's sometimes hard to turn that into a song, but she just like every bad thing I feel like happens to her, she's just like banger. <laughs> yeah, and it's huge. Yeah. Like just the production in it is massive as well. Um, even you go back to the EP that she released on my birthday last year, um, every single song on that record, huge. Stella. Love it. Uh, let's hear it because that's more fun than hearing me talk random <laughs> stuff. No. Everything is Better Without You by Kira Peru is what you're about to hear and we'll be back for my last song. It was a year ago that you walked up my door Left me broken in two
That one was from episode 44 of the pod with Eaglemont talking about Kira Peru. The next is from the second ever bonus episode I did, I think, with the one, the only Angie McMahon. She's incredible. Uh, we were just talking about Slow Mover. So this was just after Slow Mover had scored in the hottest 100 um, and Angie was just starting to make those waves. So it's really exciting to kind of look back on this and see how far she's come since then. She's still the really honest and kind and generous person that she was back then. Um, But yeah, this is kind of a nice little reflection. So this one's us chatting about Slow Mover and the song as well. Well, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Um, Slow Mover, debut single. Yes. Tell us about the process of actually finally getting a song out. It, I heard that it had been a little while yeah. that you'd kind of been working behind the scenes, doing stuff, and then you finally got a solo song out. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that's the case for anyone in like this sort of position of releasing music is that there's like all this stuff that goes on behind the scenes, I guess, in the years and months leading up to it. Um, yeah, Slow Mover I put out in October last year. And I had written that song and a bunch of songs, you know, by the start of last year. So, um, and so between January and October, it was sort of like um, figuring out how to record them and how I wanted to record them and getting a bit of money. And um, and also uh, started working with my manager, Charlotte, who's like so wonderful. And it was really awesome that I waited um, to release until I had her on board because then she just made the process so much more cohesive and massive and um you know and like got our team together and made it like a a really successful release so it was cool that there was like that big build up but um yeah definitely like from writing the song to releasing it there was all this stuff where I like 
um, recorded it once and then went back and recorded it again <laughs> with my band and like started playing with my band and started doing more gigs and yeah so it was a bit it was a big year of like slowly very slowly stepping into the water I guess if it was like the ocean of releasing music I was like staring at the horizon for a really long time <laughs> and then she was like okay <laughs> let's go Charlotte's an absolute champion she's such a champion oh my Shout god out to her. she works really really hard not yeah. saying that other managers don't but she really really does oh management is like a crazy like to seeing what I see of it which is you know probably about 35 percent it's just a crazy job but um yeah every manager that I've met is uh is working very hard but Charlotte is yeah she's just she's such a good friend to me as well and um she's a very intelligent person and very yeah. humble and it's nice. it's awesome to have such strong female role models as well. And I don't want to bring it back to the cliche like female role models. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. But it's pretty true and pretty important for young females in the industry to see people like Charlotte mm. and people like Sabby, who's upstairs. We're at mm. the Native Tongue Writers Room today. Who They've been very kind to loan us the room today. It's amazing, and by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. I want us to be here forever. Um, but their whole, my, a lot of their team are female, mm. so there are more and more coming through and seeing people like Charlotte doing amazing things is incredible for me as well. They're my role models mm. too. Yeah. So yeah. have you found that's been really important in your relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Like for so many reasons, just because we, you know, we share experiences and viewpoints on so many things and, um, you know, yeah, like you don't want to think that, that gender is super important and it's not and we work with a lot of, um you know, a lot of non-women as well, but we, uh, yeah, I guess we find it really easy to talk about the things that we go through as women yeah. and then, um, you know, relate to each other and then move on from them and um, and support each other and you make space for each other's experiences. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, she's been an incredible role model for me. Like, yeah. she's so together and <laughs> wonderful and wonderful at relating to other people and... Um, yeah, I mean, role models is like, what What the fuck would we do without them? Exactly. Agreed. Mm. <laughs> Retweet. Um. <laughs> I started saying this thing, my friend Camille introduced me to this thing, which is like, when you agree with someone, you just like use the word retweet in real life. And it's like, yes, Gemma, retweet. Just say retweet at them when yeah. you agree. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's catching on. It's got several of my friends to introduce them to their vocab. You're going to start saying it now. You're going to find a place. I'll where think of like, you every time. Okay. <laughs> um, just on that as well, being a female performer, mm. being a young female performer, 
Do people do you find people underestimate you? Because you are very powerful. Um I've yeah, I mean I guess there's always a risk of that, but you can underestimate any performer and I try not to think about the fact that I'm a female when I am performing, you know? Yeah. And I guess um as a musician, like as someone on stage I've I've I try to be like a powerful performer and a powerful person when I you know, in like my like a business setting, so I don't I, I guess I guess my concept behind that is like don't let people underestimate you. Yeah. But definitely I think that women are underestimated in general probably across the industry and most industries and um, that just comes in little bursts. Like it's not all the time but you yeah. get little moments of being like, oh, okay, fuck with it. <laughs> You're wrong about that. But yeah, you know, I mean it's not like I have a really hard time. Like I'm really lucky and also that does have to do with having women on the team, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you... I touched on you being powerful. Your voice is incredibly strong mm. and it's so, I guess, unexpected. Um, if you haven't heard you sing before, yeah, people do you say find that. people say that? Yeah, People say that my speaking voice doesn't sound like my singing voice, I guess. Yeah. Do you find that's kind of a cool juxtaposition to have? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I never, I never really thought about it. I really like singing and I like my singing voice and I think I'm lucky to have that like I just you know I really enjoy singing and I like hearing myself sing I guess it's kind <laughs> of like a really vain thing to say but no it's excellent um I I probably have shaped my singing style around artists that I love and probably didn't sing quite as um I guess loud or um you know, like I hadn't really honed in on the skill as much like a few years ago and I probably was like quite a fragile singer in the past and um, and just, like, learnt from the voices that I really love and tried to copy them. And don't necessarily do it with very good technique and will probably lose my voice at some <laughs> stage of my career and crash and burn. So it's not like I'm at the top of this, like, vocal pyramid, but I, I just like making noise, basically, and I like yelling stuff, so... That suits your style and your songwriting. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It's working for you. good at yelling. Um, it's quite interesting. I was speaking to Eilish, actually, Eilish Gilligan, yeah, not too amazing, long ago. Amazing human. And she was saying about how she's got a voice that she, when she was younger, was quite insecure about because it was so different. Yeah. Did you ever go through something like that with your voice where you didn't feel like it represented you or that mm. the population enjoyed it? Um... I think, yeah, I mean, I think everyone probably has a different, like, vocal um, or, like, musical, like, style transition and, like, um, confidence trajectory, I guess. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think Eilish's voice is, like, really unique and I can imagine her feeling that at some stage, being like, my voice doesn't sound like other people, like, Ugh. But obviously, like, you and I know she's an amazing singer and yeah. she's really, like, owned it and she's got an incredibly uh, special special sounding voice and I think um with my voice I I always liked it but at one point I was like singing in a soul band and I felt like it wasn't like loud enough you know I had always been doing like folky singing before then and then I started singing in this like louder style and then I wasn't really happy with that because I felt like it was really yelly and like really kind of imperfect and um I wanted to have like a massive range you know and have this like Aretha thing going on and I just couldn't get there and so now I think I have bits of that in my singing and bits of the folky thing and found like some kind of middle ground maybe yeah but um 
yeah, I mean, it's cool to be young and trying out different musical things and trying to figure out what works for you. And then there's definitely periods in there where you're just like, I'm shit. <laughs> I'm so shit. Stop. I guess it's finding that common ground of where you feel comfortable singing, singing as well. Like, yeah. as much as it's about what people like and whether it suits your music or anything like that, it's got to be about what you feel comfortable singing because yeah. you're not going to keep enjoying it, are you? Yeah, totally. Totally. And, yeah, yeah you you can get caught up in, like... Um, oh, but I'm doing gigs, like, you know, I'm lucky to be doing this, so it doesn't matter if I love it. But at some point, yeah, you have to really make decisions to be doing exactly what you are passionate about doing. Otherwise, you're going to get sad. Yes. Yes. That's a good point. Apply to life. Otherwise, you're going to get sad. (laughs) Um, Let's bring it back to Slow Mover. You mentioned it was released in October. Yes. And we have to touch on the fact that it came number 33 in the Hottest 100. Okay. Having only been out for a couple of months to be eligible yeah. to be voted for yeah so that's a pretty incredible feat and something maybe you were hoping for but not expecting yeah I, I definitely had it hadn't really crossed my mind when we released it but then um I, I yeah I, I guess I only I started thinking about it when people started like tagging me on votes in Instagram and I was like oh, <laughs> oh okay like you don't yeah it's it's hard to have a concept of how many people listen to your song and obviously like Triple J um have we were just like super supportive like so amazing and i just discovered after having released the song that um the people who work there are so like personable and so yep. lovely um so many individual really kind people who will say nice things about your music on air and like incredibly powerful that that happens so i feel really lucky that it got in the countdown and that people voted for it um yeah, I don't know. Like it's still it's still really weird to me that people hear that song and I don't know. Like my friend sent me a video of like the construction site opposite her house where like the builders were listening to the Triple J and like <laughs> listening to the song and like singing along to it. And I was just like, "What are they doing? <laughs> Why are they don't they know that's me? Why are they doing that?" It's like, that's gonna yeah. be one of the coolest things, though. It's real weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. And, like, last week I had a really big cry because I um, I got sent a video from my friend Helen, Helen Shanahan. She's, like, a songwriter who lives in Perth and she's wonderful and she also teaches, like, songwriting and singing to students. Yep. One of her students had come to her and been like, I want to learn Slow Mover by Angie McMahon. And Helen was like, she's my friend. And then this girl, I think her name's Gabby, um, she taught her the song and then Helen filmed her singing the song and sent me the video. And, like, I've seen a couple people singing the song and have been, like, pretty affected by it every time because I'm like, oh, my God, amazing that people want to learn this song. But in this instance, it was, like, Gabby sitting in her school dress, like, in this music (laughs) room. And it just, like, made me think of when I was in school and, like, I wanted to be doing songwriting and, like, you know, being in year 11 and, and imagining a music career. And it just, like, completely threw me. I was like, oh, my God, like, since I was that age, I've now released a song and now other people in school, like have heard my song like insane and it just yeah that was a cool moment because I was like um physically taken back to a a really different chapter in my life when I hadn't achieved the stuff I wanted to achieve yet so in short yes it's very nice (laughs) that that song got on the countdown countdown because it made me feel like I had achieved it but this is you becoming a role model now you're becoming Charlotte maybe Maybe. I mean, Charlotte is a role model in so many ways. Maybe I'm a role model in, like, a musical way, but in most life ways I'm just, like, completely potato. Completely. Mashed potato. (laughs) 
from my bonus episode with Angie McMahon. The next one is another good mate of mine, um, Fields or James Seymour, um, from episode 47. James has been on a few episodes, actually. I think three all up. He was on our live recording, which I haven't included anything of here. I'm sorry. Um, On our live recording, but also um, the year wrap episode of 2017, um, as well as a few other things. So, but in this one, we chatted about our good friends Kilns and their single So Close. Um, we had a good time in this one. We were eating lots of apples. So, um, if we're a bit loopy, I'm going to blame the apple. <laughs> My next song, I just got distracted or I distracted James by mentioning football really kind of out of the blue. 
I love is, how we came back from that <laughs> epic song. You're like, okay, it's like <laughs> next thing. Like, there's no other segue to get from that emotive state to what we're going to talk about next. There's no, not at all. I don't know how. I don't have emotions, um, except when it comes to football. Okay, <laughs> I've chosen <laughs> so close by Kilns as my last song. The reason I mentioned football is because they drum drummer Dave likes Essendon. And the last time I saw him was at the football. So that's con- context. Anyway, I felt like I needed to justify myself to you, but you know what I'm like. <laughs> we went to Singapore together while I watched finals, <laughs> coincidentally, <laughs> against Essendon. Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, Kilns are amazing. Uh, I think this is the best iteration of what Dave and Mick have done. Um, Mickey Cooper obviously has his solo record and they've been in other bands before that have done reasonably well, but I think this is kind of the most complete we've heard them. Um, those two mostly. I think Mickey really has a way with words similar to the way you write your songs. It's really, um, it's off the cuff, but also really not simple at all. And I think that for me as someone that is not a songwriter and is not creative, I find that really admirable or interesting, things like that, those words. Kilns are kind of putting together quite a collection of singles right now, and I, I can't wait for the record that's coming up that I know they have released it. Um, you meant to say that on air? or Everyone knows that it's <laughs> sitting there somewhere. I feel like every artist has a <laughs> record true. sitting there somewhere. Oh, yes, I've got three. <laughs> Not really. Um, but, yeah, they, they've never taken a backwards step with each of their single releases, so... Go Slowly, um, Pinky Finger, mm. and now this one. Um, and all of kind of the artwork has been very well branded. A lot of what they do is very well thought out, and I have respect for that. But this is just a really good uh, rock song, really. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Uh, I think they'll appreciate the um, well thought out artwork comment because I saw them recently, ran into <laughs> them, and they were like, oh, just, you know, we're struggling with concepts and. Um, uh, you know, we just want to be true to, like, the sound, so it's it's good that you've noticed that, Jim. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Not exactly what I just said to you is what they said, but um, it was something along those lines anyway. I'll message Mickey then. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, well, we already mentioned him tonight because you were going to bring snacks, and I said that the only person that ever brought snacks was yeah. Mickey. So then Apple happened. Yeah, I know. I didn't bring the Apple, unfortunately. That's but fine. anyway. Um... <laughs> These guys, these guys are awesome. I love, I love their kind of. You, you can kind of clearly hear their influences, but they do it in their own light, and they stay true to that. Yeah. And um, and they just punch out great songs that 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 they want. It feels like they just really want to be singing this way and playing this way, and mm. and it's a very clear message in that sense, and and that's what draws me to Kilns. I love it. Yeah, um, they're launching this one at the Old Bar in Melbourne on the 30th of August as well. So everyone should try to get down to that show. Provided there's no football on that night, I will be there as well. <laughs> they know that that's the rule. We've had this discussion before. If there's football on, I won't be there. But if there's not, I'm there. No, that's the bye week. I'll be at this gig. Everyone come <laughs> down. <laughs> um, yeah, 30th of August at Old Bar, but I'm going to chill out for a second while we listen to this. This one is called So Close. It is by Kilns. We'll be back in a moment. Everything imagined in my dreams. 
So that was my chat with Fields about Kiln Song So Close on episode 47. We're going to go all the way back to episode 7 now with good friends of all those guys that we just spoke about. Um, Alexander Biggs, um, audio quality in this one is not great, but we're talking about Rat Hammock and their song Mud and Jackson's just general amazing songwriting. So um, let's hear this one. Alex's last song is excellent. It is. It is. Um... Uh, I've hyped up everyone a lot, but I got to say that Jackson, uh, sorry, Rat Hammock, yeah, uh, Ryder Jackson Jackson, feeling it's feeling, isn't it? Yeah, Jackson Feeling's project Rat Hammock, um, which he does with a bunch of other awesome dudes. Um, he, what am I saying? How did I start that sentence? His project is. His project is, uh, well, he is one of my favourite, well, my, probably my favourite songwriter, if if not one of. Okay, I'll say one of. That's a lot of hype to give someone. But, um, yeah, his song, I've selected Mud, um, is not one of the two singles off of his four-track EP, but I think equally as um, incredibly put together, yeah. very idiosyncratic, 
um, so is his way um, with with songs, uh, and I think it just is such a colourful, colourful picture of um, this story he's painting of of this person um, that doesn't feel adequate, um, and it's I just think it's really incredible. I really love the lyric about the green and yellow lids on the yeah. bins, and that's. It's just one of those things I hear and I go, that is so unique and I wish I had that. I wish I wrote it. <laughs> you know? It's just, yeah, well, it's clever. It's yeah. really clever. So he supported you at your EP launch in Melbourne he solo. He did. And I'd only heard the single Love You Till I Die before that. Mm. Shame on me for that. Yeah. And then he played Mud live solo. Yeah. And straight out I was like, this is amazing. It was Banger. just so engaging. It was yeah. so good. And then it made me want to go and listen to what it sounded like with a full band arrangement behind it. Well, yeah, and he he went a lot jangly, a lot more jangly than I thought he would. Um, Jackson had been gigging around town a lot, so I actually found him through the days of... Um, I first played a show with him um, with Mickey Cooper, At um, another favourite songwriter of mine, um, what a duo right there. Yeah. But um, it, when he played in Alma Calorama... Um, which I believe you booked or had something to do yeah, with. Yeah, I booked that show that you yeah. guys played with. Awesome yeah. show. So that's where I met Jackson and he did this cool thing and he fucked up a song half... Can I swear on this? Yes, you can. He fucked up a song halfway through <laughs> and just went, oh, fuck, that was new today. I wish I wish I could have... I really wanted to play it for you guys, but I just forgot it. But I just really love that endearing honesty yeah. where he just went, I cooked it, but, you know, you got half a song. Um, so yeah, since then I've just been following his music and yeah, it was interesting how jangly he went with this, but I'm definitely not against it. It's really cool. Yeah. He's like the, he's like Mac DeMarco, if Mac DeMarco wrote smarter songs. That's, that sounds like fire, but Mac DeMarco is still, is still cool and smart. <laughs> Alex straight away was like, oh God, how do I recover <laughs> this? I've got to stop this Twitter beef before it happens. <laughs> With his mum probably on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, there um, you go. Rat Hammock, better version of Mac DeMarco. You heard it from Alexander Biggs first. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And everyone should have come to that show. He played so many new songs. Well, he's playing another show on the 7th of December, so oh, get a, everyone get should come there. to that. 7th of December, Rat Hammock at the... the Penny Black. At the Free Penny Black, too. supporting Swim, swim season. season. That's why I know that Two great bands. There you go. One more could he wants Free. Free. There's nothing more you could get out of that. Come hang out. Mac DeMarco, if you're out there, come. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk things out. You can fight Jackson for the throne. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jackson's ability to fight is mud. This is the song. <laughs> I'm leaving But still I hang around Cause you might need to see Just how my sister's gone Or if I'm eating well I get these fever dreams You're laying here with me Burns down. I watch you touch his arm. I feel it in my skin. I feel it. In 
my conversation back on episode seven with Alexander Biggs um, about Rat Hammock's Mud. The next is from episode 36. It's with my best friend in the world um, who also manages Alexander Biggs, Sabrina Robertson. Um, Sabby was on the first ever episode of the pod as well as episode 36. So I thought I'd get the one with the slightly better audio quality for you all. (laughs) Um, This one, we chatted about Alex Leahy's song, Don't Be So Hard On Yourself. Sabby, that's probably a really good descriptor of what we should say to Sabby as well. So I felt it poignant to include this one. Um, so shout out to Sabby. This one's from episode 36 and I'll come back in a tick. So my first selection is Alex Leahy's new single, Don't Be So Hard On Yourself, lifted from a second album, The Best Of Luck Club. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Um, out in May. Okay. That's still so far away. That being said, it's It'll, February already. It's March, end of next week. So, oh. um, you know, we'll blink and it'll be July. We won't know where the year's gone. Um, so the single and video came out today. I didn't see the video, but this is this makes me feel a few things about 
Alex and what the record will be? Yes. Do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. Um, so I think it's really good to hear what Alex has been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I didn't feel like it was an obvious single choice and I kind of get the feeling that it'll be something that grows on listeners mm-hmm. um, and perhaps that's reflective of the way her songwriting's developed. Yep. Um, the one thing that I did really like was the fact that it features a sax solo, um, which is just reminiscent of the Animo days. Yeah. Um, so I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if many people know that Alex used to be in a band way back when called Animo that we play on, play on radio all the time. Um, great band. Alex used to play sax in that. Yeah. Um, they used to play the Evelyn like all every week. the time. Yeah. So good. Uh, I, I love the songwriting in the song. I think it's brilliant as Alex always is in terms of songwriting. I think the thing where maybe it loses it a little bit for me, I, I really do like the song, but I think it's moving into a much more controlled, cleaner sound. And we've always known Alex to be this brash, raw, kind of raucous rock act with the really clever songwriting. But it's moving a little bit more like... Like a bit more refined. Very produced. And I don't know if I'm a fan fan of that part of it yet. It feels like it should be louder in a way because it's everything's been leveled out. And I mean... There's money behind her now, so she's able to use... Uh, she, Oscar Dawson, I imagine, produced this one. No. No? I don't even know who produced it, but I imagine they've got the more refined producers and it's a more pop sound than it is a rock sound now and it's got all of those things, like all those peaks have been cut off now and I'm sure for, like, integrity of sound, that's what it's meant to be. Uh, but I just, the thing that I really liked about Alex previous to this was how kind of out of control it was, but still making sense. Whereas this is much more kind of staying in its lane. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the best of luck club was actually co-produced with Catherine Marks, a Melbourne raised London based producer whose credits include the Wombats and Wolf Alice. Yeah, see that the Wombats thing makes yeah. sense then yeah. because it is that like refined pop sound that came from a really raw initial start of the artist. Yeah. And it will probably grow on me and obviously I haven't heard the record or yeah. anything like that. I really like the way the song is written. I think I would love it more if I heard a demo of it. Yeah, true. And it might be something that once the album's out, it makes sense. when you're listening from a start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really, really well written. And I think the message of whoever it's written about, um, it could apply to a lot of people and a lot of people that I know, especially in this industry. Um, I think it's a good message. Don't yeah. be too hard on yourself because I think a lot of people in this industry... Are, that's, that's one thing I love about Alex's song titles and, and her, her songwriting is that sometimes I feel like it's a, a message to me. Uh, <laughs> Last year's I Haven't Been Looking After Myself, that one rang pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's just as I, I really like the artwork for it as well. All the colors yeah, are really great. Callum Preston has done all the art direction oh, cool. on that, um, including the video. So Sick. excited to see the plan for that. Yeah, cool. Well, let's kick it into gear and play this one for you. Uh, this one's Alex Leahy. Don't be so hard on yourself, and we'll be back in a moment.
That was from episode 36 with Savvy Robertson about Alex Leahy's Don't Be So Hard on Yourself. The next I want to include is from another bonus episode. Um, I spoke to Milwaukee Banks about their new record and a few other things last year. Um, And this little chat here, we spoke about kind of songs that aren't singles and how to promote those um, separately to singles when you're releasing an album. I thought it was quite an interesting chat. These guys are really good at kind of interesting content online to to talk about their tracks. And then we'll back it up with Right There, which is the song that both of these guys mentioned is their favourite from the record. So um, let's hear this one with Milwaukee Banks. Um, so music. <laughs> yeah. uh, you released No Time in June. Yeah, in the June. Yeah, yeah, June. Yeah, June. So I noticed... Yeah that you did kind of track by track info posts on your Facebook mm-hmm. yeah. for everything but the singles. Yeah. That was pretty awesome actually to read and get oh, an cool. understanding. Cause usually when people release it kind of the singles are the only things talked about. Yeah. Was yeah. that kind of where you came from when you did that? Yeah. yeah. I think like an album is like, cause it's a decent body of work and like yeah. <clears throat> the singles are singles, right? People are going to hear them. But then it, it is it is nice to just shine a bit of light on the other tracks you've put just as much work into. Yeah, of course. Um, so so yeah, I mean, between me and Edo, we sort of put down points and things that that um, like in reflection on the songs and what they meant to us and reflecting back on it. So it was good from that point of view too to actually sit down and go, hang on, yeah, when I wrote this song, this is what I was thinking, this is what I was going through, and then to share it with people and seeing which ones resonate with people when they read them and um, if they're seeing it from the same point of view as you are, which is, I find that interesting. Yeah, I think that's such a big thing in songwriting as well, right, is seeing what people take away from your songs is really interesting because maybe you're putting something out there that you don't realise. Yeah, totally. Subconscious stuff. I find that happening a lot (laughs) in songs. People come up and they're like... Man, that part or this thing, and I'm just like, oh, I just wasn't. That's not really what I was trying to do. <laughs> but thank you. Is it kind of like I'm not that deep? But thanks for yeah. yeah. Well, or sometimes like something that you consider deep or personal might go totally over someone's head, you know, and then they just don't pick that up, and then that's the sort of meat and potatoes you want them to sort of yeah. get out of it. But it goes over someone's head. It know? also feels like now, yeah. like in terms of the like singles approach. Like everything's much more singles focused and driven, and so like, but we still make like stuff for every song, like, and I don't yeah. just mean like you know like we'll make a visual for every song, we'll mm-hmm. make like a, you know, we almost have like stuff ready for all this stuff, and then it goes to you know, get released, and you're only going to release like a third of what you're actually making. Yeah. So yeah, that's sort of part of it as well, like just yeah. getting more of our. More of the dumb crap we make because <laughs> <laughs> it's fun on our computers. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Isn't that the point? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's it. Well, what's your favourite non-single? My favourite non-single. I've got two. I've got two. Yeah. But uh, I, I, my, my favourite two songs off the. My favourite two songs on the album are actually none of the singles. So, my favourite two songs are no. Um, sorry, trade a life for a win and uh, right there. Awesome. So they're my, and they're both very different songs, but yeah, uh, they're my they're my two favorite songs. What about you? Yeah, mine's right there. Right there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear a little bit of right there now. Yeah. Trade a life 
Man, I'm moving forward, never throw it back and get no payment though. Jumping, 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 I've been jumping over haters though. How you gonna tell me that the feeling wasn't mutual? It went off of what you say, I can't no listen based on principle. I'm feeling like a god that's been sent down here just to fuck with you. No more, no more, no more. I want cold or ass for none of y'all. Waiting on the show, dream all we can before we wreck the shit. Maybe I'm just human, gon' be feeling fucking miserable. I'm back now, back now, back now. Popping pills ain't gon' be wavy though. How you wanna act like you so famous? I ain't met you, bro. Let you talk, let them act like they know us is killing shit. I pop up, let them know I go the flow and no one touching it. Like back now. Yeah, posted up with my arms crossed like they would never rat on you. That's lies and what they talking got me feeling so uncomfortable. Go up, go up, go up. Go for the make it count. Added up the right amount. They speaking out beside the mouth. I'm blacked out from my neck down. No logos, what I rap now. Pay me for my set now. I went on stage and killed that shit and left them all in orange shit. Tell me you ain't noticed it. Front row, you were loving it. Front row, you were loving it. Fishing for accomplishments, a little one, so throw it back. Fill it to the brim. To celebrate is that we deal with that Peace signs with late nights I'm pushing past my bedtime The Uber never showed up So we fucking up the tram line like Right there, right there, right there So secure, and my girl be so adored. Yeah, she's fresh, she's so velour. With her soul to make him look, I'm so open like a book. You just squirming on the hook. You a fish, it's on the hook. You a rapper, that's an actor. I can see it's all a look. I ain't sold on what they telling. I ain't buying what they selling. Can't get money out of me. I would never pay your fee. Don't you wait that disc in me? I'm trying to get my people free. Yeah. Right there, right there, right there. Right there, 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 was from my bonus episode with Milwaukee Banks. Next up is uh, 
person that I wish I was almost uh, from episode 30, Beck Goring. Um, so Beck is a musician and a footballer. So I always joke that she does the two things that I love 10 times better than I do. So go Beck. Um, so I was really honored that she came on and had a chat to me about all sorts of music. I, and I chose some songs that were very much out of her depth as well. So I appreciated her willingness to be, uh, I don't know, compromising to me. <laughs> um, so this one was Shut You Up by Chayla and Bonoffi. I thought this song was is just really fun. Um, so here's my chat with Beck Goring about Chayla and Bonoffi's song Shut You Up. I've chosen my next song out of my two left based on the doco as well. Um, so both of these artists are in the doco and they're really important parts of it. Um, so I hope I'm saying it right, but Chayla and Bonoffi have released a new song together called Shut You Up. Um, it's very Bonoffi, mm. but almost brighter in the, in the production, uh, which maybe you wouldn't hear in the new version of Bonoffi, I guess, um, which I think is really cool, but their voices go really well together, which I maybe didn't expect. Yeah. Um, cause Chayla's voice is a little bit more, I don't want to use the word soulful, but you kind of get what I mean. It's got that kind of other tinge to it, whereas Bonoffi is very much a pop voice. Um, they mash together so well, and this song is freaking awesome. Yeah, it's a banger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm not really familiar with this kind of, like, genre of music. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I loved giving it a listen. And um, Bonoffi, like, I think she played down at By the Meadow last year or the year before. Yeah. And that, that's a small, like, sort of boutique festival, but she just brought, like, a stadium-type approach. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. It absolutely blew my mind. She's the coolest. Yeah, so cool, so cool. And she's, t- uh, like, playing in Charlie XCX's band at the moment and nice. doing all this sick stuff just because she's now really confident in what she does. And I think I touched on this in the episode with Laura, but she's like a whole new artist since she's taken the time away from the Melbourne kind of bubble. Yeah. And it's like, we're all better for it. Cause now she's doing stuff like this and it's awesome. It's really cool. like, and it's, this is perfect to release in the lead up to summer. Not that you can tell today cause of the, all the rain, but this is going to be great for summer playlists and summer festivals and all that kind of stuff. So this with things like the Kira Peru record and, and all that stuff, it's kind of quite a nice contingent of music to kind of soundtrack that season. Anyway, I'm going to stop ranting.
and give me natural sound touch me with gravity because we're living let's visit for a minute my love lift your spirit for true great existence in three two one was from episode 30, chatting with Beck Goring. Thought I'd follow up the footballer with another ex-footballer. Um, so on episode 45, I was actually really excited to go to Sydney to chat to the Swans development coach, Lloyd Paris, um, about some tracks that he really likes. And he kind of exemplifies my interest in both music and footy as well, similar to what Beck does. Um, so here's one of his song choices, Pissed Idiots with Roundhouse. Um, yeah, so here it is. Uh, come back and tick. Uh, I might start with the song called Roundhouse by the Pissed Idiots. They're awesome. a band from the southwest of Sydney, from Reevesby. Um, and they're killing it, absolutely killing it at the moment. They're yeah, just a good, uh, high-energy rock band. Um, and yeah, they're killing it. It's a great song. It's their latest uh, latest single. Um, high energy. Yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, I've written it. It's super intense. It is. Um, they're touring with Fiddler at the moment, which makes sense, yep. right? Have you seen them live before? I have. Actually, about a week and a half ago, they played in Leichhardt in Sydney. Um, it was the night before a game, so I was pretty tame. But uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was unreal. I've seen them a couple of times, and I'll make sure I keep trying to see them every time they're in Sydney. That's awesome. Um, I really liked the guitar. I'm not a really like heavy music fan. So yep. whenever someone throws a song like this out, I try to really focus on what about it I like. And that guitar kind of almost strained guitar going up the yep. up the octaves into kind of each part of the verse is very, very yep. cool. Yep. It like keeps you a little bit unsettled for the song. Yeah. I think that's a big part of that's a big part of what you just described there is a big part of their music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's sick. Well should we listen to it? Yes, we definitely should. <laughs> so this one's called Roundhouse. It's by Pissed Idiots and we'll be back in a second.
So that was my chat with Lloyd Paris on episode 45, Swans Development Coach, and we all know how much I love the Swans. Um, this one here, this one's uh, my chat with back on episode 14 with Becky Witten, who's better known as Afer. Um, she's an absolute angel. Uh, she's very, very talented. A lot of the local vocalists uh, you hear at the moment, particularly in Melbourne, have had their vocal engineering done by Becky because she's just a genius. Um, but here we chatted about Sea Vera's Make Me Uncomfortable, and this ended up being one of my absolute favourite songs of um, 2018, and I wouldn't have known about it had Becky not brought it into the podcast, so I'm really grateful to her. So here it is. That's cool to start off with. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe the one to start with is Make Me Uncomfortable by Sea Vera. Yes. Um, she is an incredible vocalist. Tori is an incredible vocalist. Um this song, so what I think is interesting about the vocals in this song is the contrast between the vocal performance and the lyrics. Yeah. Because Tori has such a, an, in many ways, delicate voice. Like, she can inject a lot of power into it, but her songs always open up in this quite, like, precise, like, beautiful way. Um... But then what she's singing about is often this, like, really brutal, like, um, often very physical, visceral way of kind of talking about how she wants people to, like, get close to her. Like, it's almost, like, violent. She wants people to, like, to break down her walls. Or like, Have you listened to that song, Caving? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, the first line of that is literally, like, open my lungs, place your hands inside my chest. Yeah. So it gets kind of gory, but but it's, like, delivered in such a, like, beautiful, almost, like, fairy-like way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's such a powerful contrast for me. I, I, I'm i really interested in that, in vocalists, like, how they can kind of, like, create create contrasts that, like, that make the image fully fleshed out. Um, so this song, and basically the whole... Um, EP that they've kind of been gradually putting out as singles is just about um, like intimacy and how difficult it is yeah um, and how like how so often you just have these barriers to getting close to people and you kind of want them to remove the barriers but maybe you also don't want those barriers to go away because they're protecting you um, and I think that's like a really a really emotive message when you've basically been in any relationship as a woman, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely a big fan of Tori and Dan's work. Yeah, I, I found as well as the vocal, and obviously that's, if anyone's listening listened to this in the past, they know that I'm a big fan of a really good vocal and how important that can, can be to the song, but the production and that build in the chorus is is so kind of special, and I think that supported that vocal line that you described really, really well. And it kind of became a complete song when it got to that point as well. And I thought that was a really cool thing about, about this song. Yeah. 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 I mean, one of my favorite things about Sevira is how collaborative the writing seems to be. Like, um, just having chatted to Tori a little bit about her process with Dan um, they seem to both have their hands really in the production pie. Like yeah. they 
a crafting it's not so much that kind of like you know bits get chucked on at different stages they're like working the production into the songwriting which Mm. I think like you can really tell in that build yeah um yeah yeah. it's a very cool song and they're supporting Woods uh next week actually Mm. and I broke your heart by saying that we couldn't talk about origami by Woods this episode (laughs) because uh I spoke about the, that song last last episode. <laughs> I so badly wanted to speculate <laughs> about what star sign L is because I feel like origami is just such a Virgo song <laughs> because it's like, you know, like, let's fall in love, but we're going to do it in a very structured way. <laughs> um, but we'll <laughs> save that for another time. <laughs> this makes me realise why you and Eilish get along so well too. <laughs> Eilish is noted for her star signs and her interest in that. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Oh, yes, well, um, <laughs> we won't say anything bad about Torians. <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, off the back of that, let's have a quick listen to Make Me Uncomfortable by CBRR. I'm broken and I am
So that was from my episode with Afa or Becky Witten from episode 14 about C. Vera's Make Me Uncomfortable. Up to the last uh, little clip I'm going to put in here because I don't want to make the episode too long. I could have included so much more. Um, but here's from my chat with Cry Club on episode 37. I was really excited to have these guys come in and chat to me. We, we'd we never met before. We just kind of loved each other on Twitter for a really long time. And then uh, they moved to Melbourne and we were able to hook it up. And we ended up chatting for about two hours after finishing recording because we just got along so well. So that was really awesome. And then I was given, uh, I joked uh, on an episode where we chatted about a Cry Club song that I desperately wanted one of their t-shirts and I was given one for my birthday a few weeks ago and I was extremely excited about it so um I finally got my merch guys in case anyone was wondering um here we spoke about Alice Ivy's song Close to You featuring Flint Eastwood um and I'll come back into a little outro in a second it's time for my second song and when I mentioned this one before both of you said Yes, in unison. So I'm pretty happy to talk about this one. (laughs) I've chosen Alice Ivy's new one, Close to You, featuring Flint Eastwood. This is my favourite Alice Ivy song that's ever been released. And I've been a pretty big fan of Alice Ivy for a very long time. The artwork is incredible. I think it retains Annika's uh, very distinct sound, but it's gone up a notch. And it, it is very different to previous stuff. And I think that the Flint Eastwood vocal is so perfect. Yeah. And it's almost like, why haven't you been doing this all along? Because <laughs> it just matches so well. Mm-hmm. I just, everything about it, I just love. Yeah. And yeah, I just, words. Yeah. This sounds weird. It's going to make me sound like an idiot. When I first heard it, I was like, it makes me dance in the same way that like Timber, but like Kesha and... Um, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. I forgot his name. Mr. Pitbull. Worldwide. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Cash is the important one in that equation. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Who's you know that guy? <laughs> like, it makes me dance the same way that does, where it's just like I can't stop moving and it's like so kind of circular. I don't know if that makes sense. but Annika I, would love that. Yeah, it's, oh, it's everything. Yeah, it also like ticks the like major box for me when it comes to like dance songs like this where it's like, uh, sad, sad dance music is my favorite type of music, just in general. Yeah. So it's just like, I think in the chorus, when the third chord lands, <laughs> it just becomes infinitely sad, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Cry Club is starting to make sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just sad dance music with guitars. <laughs> that's all we're looking for. All we yeah. make. But yeah. yeah, like this Alice Ivy track is just. She's always been great. But it seems like with this, where she's going with the new stuff, that she's, it's really refreshing to hear when an artist is great and they just continue to get better. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I warned both of you that I'd mentioned football at some point. Yep. Uh, Annika did play at the opening match of the AFLW this year because it was down in Geelong. Oh. Um, Beck Goring, who's up there, um, who's also a musician, used to play in bands with her. So it was really appropriate artists to play at that. 
And um, the fact that she only played the two songs, which you don't expect much from a mm. uh, football performance. Yeah. Um, I remember the first uh, the f- uh, first game of last season. Wow, I can't talk today. <laughs> uh, had Al- uh, Alex Leahy play, yeah. which is big band sound, which makes sense. And then I was a little bit worried that it wouldn't tra- like Annika's music wouldn't translate at a yeah. stadium. Mm. Something a bit more electronic. Yeah, and she did it on her own. She didn't even have a stage, and mm. it was still awesome. Yeah, oh. it was like really interesting to watch. Not just because I know her, not just because I'm really into music. None of that stuff. It's just it was really well done, and yeah, she was really sick. into it. And even when a couple of little mistakes happened, it was fine, and mm. it was just great. So. Props to Annika for doing that because that would be terrifying. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to throw that in. But let's actually (laughs) listen to "Close to You" featuring Flint Eastwood by Alice Ivy, and we'll come back in a moment. Bad jeans, t-shirt, gold chain. You're gonna be bad news. I met you on Bell Isle. A quick smile. Now I'm locked into you I'm locked into you And you're gonna be bad news I'm trying to get close to you Close to you Yeah. 
So that was my chat with Cry Club on episode 37 about Alice Ivy's song Close to You featuring Flint Eastwood. Um, so that kind of wraps up episode 50 of Australian Jams. I just wanted to do a little shout out. I'm very grateful to everyone that listens all the time, listens to this, listens to play on radio um, and all the little messages you send. I received a few more last week just who like the pod and appreciate what's happening. So I'm I'm very appreciative of those little messages and things because um, sometimes you wonder if you're doing something and just kind of it's a big waste of time. But it's clearly not. And, uh, yeah, it's really fun to do and I like chatting to you all. So if you've got recommendations of new Australian music, just send it through, particularly on Twitter because I'm on that all the time, just Australian Jams on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, I just... I'm very grateful to everyone that listens, everyone that facilitates the pod and all the past guests that I've had because taking out an hour or two to come here, to sit here and chat to me about music and stuff, people are busy and yeah, it's not always easy. So um, it's pretty awesome that I've been able to do 50 official episodes of this and continue to do that after this. So um, yeah, thanks for that guys. And if you want to do any rating or reviewing, please go ahead and do it, but don't feel obliged. Um, but just subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes because we've got some pretty special guests coming up really soon. Um, so yeah, keep listening. Thank you very much. And uh, I've been Jam Bastiani and this is Australian Jams. As an outro, I'm playing the full uh, song that we usually have as an outro, Crash Pad by Ataline. So please enjoy that.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.